Have you ever dealt with no-shows? People book calls with you, then they don't even show, or they cancel the calls with no rhyme or reason. If that's ever happened to you, and if that's something you're dealing with, I think you'll really enjoy this business deep dive. I'm actually speaking with one of my good friends from way back, Sean Hansel. We were actually in a mastermind. The first mastermind I was a part of, we were actually, that's where we first met. And over the years, we've kept in touch. And it's just amazing to see how he transitioned like I did from an information-based business into supplements and now into coaching. And as he's getting this new business off, off the ground, he's run into a challenge, which is call no-shows. It's a really, really big problem for many coaching businesses. So in this business deep dive, I'm walking through what Sean's business model looks like, breaking down all the numbers, looking where the constraint is, and giving him one really important first step to improve the quality of people showing up on the calls, and most importantly, getting people to show up on those calls. So if that's of interest to you, watch this and take notes. Hey, welcome to the Healthpreneur Show. I'm Uriel Kim, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. You are listening to this because you are a health professional or coach who is committed and driven to growing a successful virtual practice or coaching business online. In these episodes, I'm gonna give you the best of the best when it comes to marketing, sales, mindset, business growth in general to help you achieve those goals. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. Sean, what's up, buddy? Welcome. Let's dive into the biz. Give me a bit of context and how specifically I can help you today. Uh, went live with our Facebook funnel at the beginning of February using an opt-in, uh, targeting executives, businessmen, and entrepreneurs. The main thing that I'm struggling with is no-shows and then dialing in the audience targeting. You know, I'm looking at the list of the people that have filled out the type form and the, what they do for a living. And out of like 30 of them, you know, we're only seeing, you know, a couple business professionals Right. So I'm not seeing any CEOs or I have like one business owner and a sales guy, but everybody else is just all these random professions. So I think that goes back to the pixel being trained and, uh, you know, working with my agency on, you know, building out the audience to look like audience. Cool. So I'm just going to make some notes here on the iPad. So no shows, audience stuff. We'll get into some of that. So basically just break down the funnel for me. So we have Facebook ads. So that's an opt in, email opt in. Only not what's, as what's the offer like for the opt in? It's a free report and a free training as a webinar. Okay. So are you leading with the free lead magnet with bonus of webinar or a webinar with bonus of lead magnet or how's that being positioned? It's positioned as a free training plus cheat sheet. And the cost per lead has been about four or five bucks. But then I put some verbiage on the pop up that said if you're not a high performing, successful businessman, entrepreneur, executive, please click okay. away. Yeah. And so that raised the lead cost to about seven bucks, but this has only been going on for like five or six days. So early, Yuri, right now, right? And this and the spend is limited. So it's going to take a little bit of time here. So opt in and then here's the webinar VSL pretty much? Yeah, free training, free training webinar. And it's on demand. They watch it when they land on the page. Yep. And they click underneath the webinar, a separate window pops up. That's a, it's a tight form appointment lander. Cool. Very so, similar to your perfect client pipeline. So this is the fun stuff, man, because this is where, as you know, like all the magic happens here in this type of conversation around looking for the nuances. So just to clarify, so this is going to open up into a separate window. Correct. And basically this is type form. Yes. And it call, recalls out the avatar. Um, and then I added in some Hermosi style stuff, like added some value to the call, told them something they're going to get on the call as there's some scarcity. And then- from the type form, what's uh, what calendar application are you using for that? Calendar and GHL. 
Is it embedded in Typeform or is it a separate page slash platform that they're going to after they film the Typeform based on how they respond? No, they uh, after they fill out the Typeform, they go to a thank you page and everything automatically populates over into GHL. Okay, cool. So they're choosing the time on the Typeform and then it automatically propagates across. Okay. And what I did is I reversed the type form. So instead of having them fill out all the type form questions first, which I was doing originally, yep, I swapped it so that they do the type form after they schedule the appointment. And the only reason I did that is just to get more people on the phone because I want to practice. All right. That's so I realized I don't really want to do that ongoing long-term once I get things dialed in. But for now, it's just like, let's just get as many people on the phone as I can here and dial in this closing process. Yep. It's a good nuance. So we have calendar first and then into questions. Okay, cool. Awesome. This is a good lay of the land. Good to know. It's always good to have contacts before we can dive into anything. Okay. So you talked about CPL being about seven bucks. You were limited at uh, 50 per day. And I don't know I don't know why Facebook does that. And now it's it's so stupid. I mean, now you're basically at a hundred a day, right? Yeah. I think it's just because of the history of this account. I mean, we at one point in time, we were spending 500 to 700 K a month on the digital side for the eBooks back in yeah. the day. And it was a wild, wild west. The wildest, the good old days, the wild west. Well, we got shut down a couple of times. And of course they see that, right? And I think that's one of the, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason, you know that. So I know, but as long as you're spending, they'll increase that limit over time. So that's, that's a good thing. Cool. So CPL is about seven bucks. How, what's, what's your cost for call booked at the moment? Right now, your cost per application call book. In September, when I didn't have that verbiage on the pop-up, it was between 30 and 170 bucks. So it was wild. It was crazy. In October, it's 198 bucks right now. Sorry, 198? Yeah. Okay. So let's just call it, let's just call it 190 somewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we got CPL. I'm just going to redo this in green. So C or blue, CPL is nine bucks. So for those of you guys watching, cost per lead is CPL, cost per call booked is CPCB. And then do you know on average what your cost per click is from your ads? September was $1.32. Uh-huh. And October right now, it's $1.90. Okay. So let's just call this a buck fifty just to keep it simple. So we got $1.50 a click, $9 a lead. So we're basically needing about seven clicks to enroll, sorry, to uh, to get one opt-in. So one divided by seven. I don't even know the math is on that. Um, 12, 13% somewhere in that neighborhood. Does that sound about right? Actually, the opt-in rate for October, I know it's when it went down after I changed that verbiage to pre-qualify people, 25% conversion rate on the opt-in. So 25%. So that would tell me, so something's, there's a bit of a mismatch here because if you got cost per click of a buck 50 and CPL of nine, uh, that is lower than that's about an 18, 17% conversion rate. So either whatever. So, I mean, we know there's a bit of a discrepancy between September, October, but let's just go with the numbers that we have. I don't know if that's those. Cost per click on that uh, 25% is for October. Yeah. The cost per click is $1.90. And then the landing page they have here, the conversion rate is 25%. Cost per lead, $7.44. Okay. So cost per lead for October is seven nine seven forty four. Correct. Okay. That makes more sense. Uh, sorry, 744, right? Yes. Just for context, Yuri, that took the cost per book call to 119, and then the cost per application was 198, if that makes any sense. Okay. So break this down. So we got 119 for a call booked. So basically, you're saying they book a time but don't fill out the app. Is that correct? Yeah. And, or they don't show my ass. Okay. So yeah, you got a little bit of a bottleneck to some degree there. So cost per app, um, and then- Cost per call books, we'll just call it 200. 
So we have a bit of a leak there. Okay, so final step is how many calls have you had and what's the close rate on the calls? I've had in September, 15 calls booked and 10 known shows. 15 booked, 10 known shows. So five conducted? Yes. And I closed one and I should be closing another today. I've been kind of turning some of these into set calls and then rescheduling. That's how I closed the first guy. Yep. Because I get on the phone and they haven't watched the webinar. So I turn it into a set call and tell them and if they want to do the close call that they need to watch the webinar training. And of course, the set call gets them to watch it typically. Yep. So a two-step instead of a one-step. Exactly. Okay. So I'm just going to do some math on a calculator. So we got 15 calls booked at basically 200 bucks a call, right? So 15 times 200. So we got ad spend equals 3K. And what's the price of the program? 4,800, 16 weeks or three payments at 1,900. 5700 So $900 break if they paid in full. So basically we got on current numbers, 1800 bucks profit from the current numbers. Make sense? Yep. Cool. Um, all right. So yeah, I mean, this is good to this. And just so you guys know, I mean, like everything we do is it starts with data. So all of our clients have like a critical number tracking sheet where we can look at all the stuff in a, in a spreadsheet so we can look at where the constraint is. So when we look at a funnel, like I'm always looking... If we take this funnel from like horizontal and flip it vertically in terms of like the metrics, I'm always looking at where's the constraint highest up in the pipeline or highest up in the funnel. Because if we unlock that, it it opens up flow for the rest of it. And sometimes the constraint is not necessarily at the top, but a little bit further down the bottom. So there's two constraints, two that I see here, one being cost per lead, but not I don't think it's the true. I don't think it's the true constraint, and the reason for that is because are you're targeting entrepreneurs in terms of your audience selection? Correct. Okay. So generally, when we're targeting business owners, entrepreneurs, we're going to pay a little bit more for a lead or anything. Um, but because you are already under eight bucks for a lead, and you're targeting entrepreneurs, I don't actually think that's the constraint. If you were targeting the general consumer, I would say maybe we can get this down closer to four. Um, but I think for the audience you're targeting, that's probably a good place. I think one of the issues is obviously the, the discrepancy between the app and the call books. Right. So you talked about wanting to maximize for flow and then adding in some friction afterwards. And that's that's cool. Um, but right away, we see that there's a bit of a, there's an issue right here, right? So we have 15 calls yeah. booked. Yeah. 10 out of 15 is a lot of people, whether 70%, 75% no-shows. So at this point, you got to really look at, you know, what's going to make, what's going to make the most amount of sense. Because if we say, that cost per call booked is in the neighborhood of 200 bucks. Um, and it probably will still be, if you make the adjustment that I'm about to suggest, is you'll still get people no-showing, but you'll get fewer people no-showing, right? So if you're spending $3,000 on ads for 15 calls booked, ideally like what we want to see, so let's just say that we had 15 booked, you know, let's even say like um, a show rate of about 70%. So Let's call this, we'll just say the five no-shows, 10 conducted. And if all we did was enroll one more person there, so one out of, two out of 10 or one out of five, right away, if we took that over here, we basically add another uh, 4,800 on the same ad spend, right? So now we're looking at sort of that 6,400 profit just by making a potential tweak that could improve show-up rate. Does that make sense so far, Sean? 100%. Yeah. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show so far. Just popping in real quick to let you know that I am on Instagram. If we're not connected yet on the good old IG, hit me up. I'm at 
healthpreneur, not any of the other fake accounts, but just at healthpreneur. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and send me a DM letting me know how you like the show or really anything else you need help with to grow your virtual health practice or coaching business online. So once again, that's at healthpreneur on Instagram. In the meantime, let's get back to the show. So I think what I would suggest, and this, and I'm trying this from obviously the way we do things, is I don't recommend separating these two puppies. So we use Schedule Once, uh, which allows us to have the form, so scheduler and app rates together. And, and it's good that you've tested this because there's no, there's never one only way. Like you just have to test stuff and see what makes the most sense. I think the next logical test is to just embed the two together. And, you know, whether you're using, for instance, with Typeform, I would have people fill out the questions, right, one by one. So like in order to get to the next one, you got to fill out your first name, last name, email, whatever, or however you want to organize it. Have them go through a couple of questions. Only once they've answered the questions by using commitment and consistency, do we give them the opportunity to book in a time on the calendar, right? right? So if we just swap the order here, what you'll typically see is something closer to this. Now, you may not get the same number of calls booked, or you might, but you'll get a more committed person who's booking the call. And that's the that's the thing we're all trying to balance is we want committed clients and we have to make sure the marketing is reflective of that. But we also have to mitigate the fact that if we put in too much friction, we won't have enough flow. So I think based on what you're sharing with me here, that's that would be kind of like the first thing I would start testing is can we get the cost per app slash call booked the same? Like it's just one metric, right? So if it's 200 bucks, it's 200 bucks or 150. But because we're getting people to answer a few questions and divulge a bit more information, before they actually schedule a time on the calendar, they're more likely to be more committed to the process. Just so you know, this is a blend of both because what happened was is last week I swapped that. So I had it the way that your suggestion suggested yep. at first. And so there was significant no-shows doing it that way as well. Yeah. Um, just a heads up for you. Um, so this is a blended number on both. And again, it's so early with the spend being so low, it's hard to draw any conclusions at this point, right? I know we just need more time and more data and more spend, but just to give you context on that. And then the agency said, listen, let's just put the type form questions second so we can get you more calls to practice more, right? Um, So it's just, again, it's a test, but yes, I hear what you're saying. And do you mind sharing who you use for your calendar? Uh, Schedule once. Schedule once. Or once hub as they're now known. Yeah, so that's what we recommend for all of our clients. Some people use Acuity, whatever, but generally most of our clients are using Schedule Once because it's it's got. I mean, there's a benefit of having it all together, and there's also some limitations sometimes. Like having a type form is nice because uh, that can be used strategically as well. So if you've you've kind of tested this a little bit already, which is good. The second thing we can look at is uh, show up sequence, text uh, journey, and email. Yeah, exactly. It's first and foremost. So how much time into the future are people able to book a call? 48 hours right now only. And, and on the on Friday, obviously, we open it up for Monday and Tuesday of the following week. Okay. How many time slots do you open up on those two days? Uh, depends on the day, but typically five to seven. Okay. So, and are those set up as like one, two, three, like one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, or are they like one, one fifteen, one thirty, one forty-five? It's set up on the hour. Okay. So one thing you could do is if, especially if you're, is there a reason you're not, so basically like the shorter the time people have to book the call, generally the better the show up rate is. Of course. So if you had said, we're giving people seven days into the future, like, cool, let's shorten it down to less than four, but you already have two. So you're two days out, which is still kind of surprising that people um, 
would may, you know not show up even with that said. So if you have a two-day show up or a 48-hour, I would consider adding in some more time slots in the sense of not that you add more time on the calendar, but you just offer the time slots a bit differently. So okay. instead of like one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, one, one fifteen, one thirty, one forty-five, two, two fifteen, et cetera. Cause it gives people more wiggle room and the perception of more availability. Okay. So that might be one thing in terms of just getting more calls booked. So let's say that they book a call. What happens next? Right after they book a call, they immediately get a text and an email journey. Cool. And is that text automated, personal? What does that look like? It's automated. But I, because volume is so low, I'm in there looking at it and actively reaching out to people as necessary. Like, so obviously we're sending them back to the free training 24 hours before as well to make sure they watched it. So they have, uh, we'll call this the call. So let's say this is 24 to 48 hours later. So this is immediately. So they're getting text and email. What are we saying? And both of these, were they directing people back to watch the masterclass? Yes. So first one's just, you know, hey, it's Coach John the Rip Grandpa, get lean after 40, call's been confirmed. Look forward to your strategy call, look for my updates here. Yep. And then uh, and then that's right away. Then 48 hours before, if it's longer than 48 hours out, which typically it's not, but sometimes it is. Basically, just reminding them it's 48 hours out and I'm reserving the time to personally customize their plan. Mm-hmm. And then- And that's email and text or texts, email? Email and text. All these are email and text. The The- okay. The wording in the emails might be slightly different, but pretty much the same. And then uh, 24 hours before the call, um, just making sure, telling them that it's 24 hours away and then want to make sure that they watch the free training again. So I hammer them with the free training again. And then 60 minutes and counting, looking forward to our strategy call in an hour. And then I have right in there, important, you let us know you're a man of integrity. So please let us know ASAP if you can't make it. And of course- A lot of people have integrity. Right. It's, you know what? It's behind their device. I don't think they care. It's crazy, man. It's, and listen, like you're not alone. I think that in general, I don't think there's a single coaching business I'm aware of that show up has not become a bigger issue since COVID. Like, I don't know what it is with the humans or whatever, but anyways. Um, so with this stuff, text emails, are you prompting a reply? Uh, no, I'm not. We've talked about this. Yeah. So this, this is an opportunity. So if you look at each of these emails and text messages. So, sorry, specifically, you want to be looking at the first, this one here. The first one, as soon as they book a call, like speed delete is important, right? So as soon as, again, unless you're sleeping, as soon as they book this, they'll probably get an automated email and that text we recommend being personalized. So you would send them a personalized text and you would say something like, hey, it's Sean from uh, the group grandpa. Just want to confirm that we're good for two o'clock tomorrow, question mark, right? Whatever the time is. Yeah. They're good. like the goal is to create the relationship before the call. Yeah. And we want to get that back and forth, right? You know, one, two, three back and forths, because the likelihood of someone not showing after you've had back and forth is lower than if they didn't have to respond in the first place. And it's usually better if you have a personalized message. And because people will easily no show automation, less likely to no show another human they've built a bit of a relationship with, right? I think so, you're correct because the people that I do reach out to manually, if they end up no showing me, they actually communicate about it and don't just ghost me. Well, that's nice. Nice of them. Okay. So two things you can do. So on this on this first day, like the you've got two text messages. I don't even know what the hell I just wrote there. But anyways, so first one could be um, like, hey, we set for tomorrow. Again, I'm just abbreviating this. Uh-huh. Right. So just quick introduction. Hey, Sean, we all set for tomorrow. Question mark. They're going to say yes. 
And then the second message, so send them a video text of you doing, you could be in the gym, you could be doing whatever you want, just something super casual. You hanging with the family, like whatever you feel like is going to is be you and just connect. And just, it adds more of a human element to the process. It's like, hey, uh, Joe Blow, uh, Sean again, just wanted to personally introduce myself. Super pumped about our call tomorrow. Um, had a look at your application. I've already noticed one thing where I think we can make some good headway. So really pumped about that. And I also want to make sure that you have the link to watch the masterclass before our call, just in case you haven't already. I've included it below. By doing that, you're adding more of a human element to that. And again, just provide the link to the masterclass, prep them ahead of time. And then you can just drop a question. So they respond again, be like, is Zoom okay for you or is a phone call better? Yeah. Right. So something simple like A or B, just really simple response. If you get one or two back and forth like that, the likelihood of them showing is a lot greater. And then obviously you have the reminder stuff, which is great, but the key is really that back and forth before the call. So manually film that video for each lead right now, obviously. I mean, the whole idea here is once volume increases, it doesn't matter that they're no showing because the volume's high enough or you're getting enough calls in. Yeah, and eventually you'll you know potentially have people doing the enrollment calls for you. Right? right or with you and then this is part of the process right like you have your team send a personal video if you're booking if each rep is eventually booking three four or five calls a day it's not like outlandish to send a couple of messages like that right it's not it doesn't take a huge amount of time but it makes a huge difference because I think one of the biggest things that we have recognized is the lack of trust that is currently happening in the world especially online is more pervasive than it was before covid. So anything we can do to bridge the gap, to show people that we're actually like an actual human, we care about them, we can relate to them in some way, shape or form, uh, is only going to help that bridging of trust. And that's why I'd recommend, you know, those small implements that I recommended there. Awesome, dude. Very helpful. Yeah, very helpful. And uh, I think that just getting them on the call makes all the difference because if I can get if I can get three or four people on the call a week a day, it's over. I mean, I'm going to close, I'm going to close 50%. So yeah. I'm getting good on all and I need more calls. Yeah, totally. So start with that and see if we can move that show rate up. And then once you've got the show rate up, then you've got more confidence to scale the ad spend. Right. And, you know, just keep an eye on the app calendar thingamajig and see what that's looking like. But, you know, even if you're booking calls for 200, you know, even if you're acquiring a client for a thousand, you know, at 4,800, you're still almost five to one, right? In terms of ROAS. So it's a good place to be. And then it's just the small improvements to kind of chop that down. So maybe it's, you know, 800 cost per acquisition instead of a thousand or seven hundred and that just takes time and one percent improvements but you're on the right track dude awesome appreciate all the help dude it's been amazing yes thank you awesome dude keep up the awesome work keep me posted and uh yeah thanks for being with us yeah man i'll report back and let you know how it's going in a couple weeks sounds good buddy hey thanks for hanging out with me in today's episode hope you enjoyed it if you have, here's what I'd love for you to do next, is if you're not already subscribed to The Health Burner Show, go ahead and hit that button wherever you're listening to this to make sure you do not miss a single episode coming your way. And while you're at it, why not leave a rating or review? It would mean a lot to me. And here's why. Because I lay in bed awake at night wondering, are you enjoying this show? Do you get a lot of value out of this? And I never really know until I hear from you. All kidding aside, I would really appreciate a rating or review because as you know, the more people know about this show, the more people we can help and your ratings and reviews make a huge difference. So thanks for hanging out with me once again and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.